I don't even know who the director is. Oh, I was hoping you did. Doesn't matter. It's great. <laughs> would be good if, <laughs> if your whole point in this episode would be no, it's great. I don't need to talk about it. What do I need to tell you? It's great. Uh, whenever we say the title of the movie, we will sing it, right? All this is Lifta. Joram Lursen. He uh, directed In Oranje. Yeah. Okay. We're already recording. 2007. This is the actual episode. We're already, we're live or what? Yeah, we're live. Welcome, Welcome. Welcome. to the Dutch Film Podcast. My name is Gregory Marcus. My name is Erik van Bemmelen. And I am not Dutch. And I am Dutch. And this movie makes me wish that I was. I really like this movie. I'm really excited. It's probably the first movie I put on our list of movies to watch. And you are listening to it on the day that it came out because you are a loyal Dutch film podcast listener. You are. And you're listening to it on December 5th. 5th. And if you are Dutch, you know what that means. And for some reason, for some God-forsaken reason, this country has abandoned the celebratoriness of this day, and it is not a public holiday. So you're probably oh, yeah. going to fucking work. It's a Monday. Yeah, so you probably celebrated it on yeah. Saturday before this. Or the Sunday. Yeah. And let me just tell you, I sympathize with that sucking. Like that... Right? That's Thanks, how I Greg. said it? Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's yeah. bad. Okay, the movie is All This Is Liefde. All This Is Liefde. Yeah. True. Which year did it come out? 2007. 2007. Joram Lursen, right? Written by Kim van Koten. Kim van Koten. Daughter of Kees van Koten. Who's Kees van Koten? Why do I know that name? Koten uh, the Bee. Like the most famous Dutch comedy duo ever. They're like the, uh, the predecessors to Yiskafet. Like Pepero. Speaking of Yiskafet. Yeah, I was in this movie. Michiel Romain. Michiel Romain. Yeah. Playing Sinterklaas. Oh Sinterklaas. my God. It's all playing Jan, but also Sinterklaas. No. Yeah. No. Okay, so all is this Liefde. Everyone just strap in and especially if you're not dutch just imagine if you're not dutch imagine love actually in, in amsterdam with blackface okay so imagine a racist yeah <laughs> problematic alles is liefde christmas dutch christmas film as i refer to it to my family and friends back home dutch christmas is mm-hmm. Sinterklaas. yeah and um well that's pretty much what you got except this one doesn't have um Hugh Grant, and it doesn't have. Um, uh, I don't think Alan of. Rickman, and it doesn't have the guy. Liam Neeson? No, no, really? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen uh, Love Actually in its entirety. I but only I've, saw it for the first time like two years ago. Like I've saw it on television, it being on, watching like a couple of scenes. And it's got the dude. Fuck, what's his name? He plays Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead. Anyway, Rick Grimes love from actually, Walking Dead is in but it. But we're not talking is about like love, Is like Natalie actually. Portman or Kieran Knightley in it as well? Or 
I don't know. I don't know. I it's like a state it. cast, but we yeah. can't remember who it is, you know. Remember, everyone, you know, and we also just watched this movie like also a few days ago, so things are blurry. But the plot of this movie doesn't matter because it's about the feeling that it makes you feel. How does it make you feel? Happy. Happy? Yeah. No. How does no. it make you feel? Sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. sad. Okay, so this movie it has, I mean, it's a massive ensemble cast of who's who of Dutch. But not necessarily Dutch actors, but of Dutch BNers, bekende Nederlanders. Bekende Nederlanders, that's true. We have probably covered that in a previous episode. No, but we haven't, but it comes up in this movie. I think the BNer. Um, Do you have an equivalent in English or in the States? A celebrity. Yeah, but like a abbreviation like BNer. Celeb? But not, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not as good as BN. BN is like such yeah. just like the most like middle of the road Calvinistic way to describe a celebrity. It's just no. like you're just like a known person. A known person. Yeah. No. Um, okay, so it is a who's who of Bayanners, mm-hmm. actors that we have seen before, actresses, one in particular who has gone on to have some international acclaim. Not Wendy van Dyke. No, Carice uh, van Houten. Oh, Carice van Houten, of course. Yeah. Who I actually did not recognize for the first maybe 10 minutes of this movie. And I turned oh, okay. to Vitek. I was like, is that Carice van Houten? Game of thrones Yeah. yeah. Looking young. Yeah. Super young. Yeah, yeah. And, and But in the Game of Thrones, when she, when she plays this witch called Calassandra. Melisandra? Like Melisandra. That one I know She's made somehow. to... She's like... 300 years old, right? Oh, thousands of years yeah, old, yeah. yeah and yeah. she has this necklace that keeps her young, yeah. <laughs> We're going to see a bit more of her as we start watching more movies from the mid to like mid 2000s to maybe like 2015. We will probably watch Swartbook, which is 2004 or something. Yeah, something like that. We, yeah. will, we will watch Swartbook because you yeah, said that you had a really good quote about Talking about Swartbook, what is the first thing you see in this movie? A book. Blackface. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's just we'll just, we're gonna, we're going to tackle this right away. Yeah, of course you have to because the whole movie is about it. It's like saying that Alien is a movie about alien, an alien. No, it's nice. not. It's about struggle and strife and. Okay, so this movie is about romance. Itself. Um, it's about love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything yeah. is love, and if there's not love, then what is life? And it's about what you do in the Tissentide. In the dust tide. Yeah, very good. What about what you do in the in-between? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, okay, I so that let's, we, let's I love that we like, couldn't name any actors from, from Love Actually. From Love Actually? No, but I've never seen it. <laughs> it's good. Watch it on Christmas. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll, I'll get back to it. Okay, you. so yeah. Okay, Blackface. It is a tradition here. Tarotopit. Is the assistant and helper slave of Sinterklaas, mm-hmm. a derivative Santa Claus is a derivative of Sinterklaas. Yeah. Sinterklaas, so the story goes, lives in Spain, and he comes over on his steamboat sometime in November. Uh, around my birthday, actually. Around your birthday, yeah. Yeah, it was always a trauma as a kid that some kids would not come to my birthday party because they would come to the intocht of Sinterklaas. Oh, we're going to get, get to that, too. Arrival of Sinterklaas. And so the if you see them, they look like, Magical or like what's the word? Um, oh, they're racist. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really 
racial stereotypes. I think at this yeah. point, maybe in 2007, it wasn't really known or wasn't really in the press internationally that this was like a thing. Okay, I was thinking, what, what are you going to say? But yeah, okay. And, and over time, it's become more and more. Internationally, you mean? Internationally, but yeah. also here. When the kickout start to Pete movement started in yeah. 2014, 2015. But, I mean, it has been a thing since the 60s and 70s. Like, as in, it's been discussed. Yeah. yeah. It's even on Sesame Street, oh. uh, where Gerda, I believe, the character is called. A black character on Sesame Street. She explains to Tommy and Inimini oh, Tommy. Why, why it's racist for the Pete and why she doesn't like the character, which is incredibly ahead of its time like i mean if you watch that sesame scene street's now. always been woke yeah but i mean like 40 years before the rest of the the country that's that's yeah. that's okay anyway um what i was trying to say about Shredder pete is that it is in a racist tradition basically yeah. the way it's been described or portrayed in reality mm-hmm. is white people putting on very thick black face yeah. having Big red lips, red lips, curly hair, big cur- gold earrings, acting silly, acting stupid, being aggressive, also being thieves and being and, abusive and kidnapping children, kidnapping children, yeah, and yeah, but and then the argument then that has developed is that oh no, they're not in black, they're not black because they're black, they're black because they go down the chimney, so yeah. it should be soot. But I, I think that's an argument that people told of like 80 years after Shorter Pete was introduced. So. And it is the most bullshit argument because if that's the case, they should just look like the chimney sweeps from fucking Mary yeah. Poppins or something. Yeah. Like, And it, it, it's so much easier to put on ash, like get an ashy face because you have a fireplace, just go in there, grab some coals, just put yeah. it on. No, now you have to go to the store and buy. And it would be so much easier for... Sinterklaas, if he would just have an umbrella and he could fly instead of having a horse and walk. And a boat, a steamboat, yeah. yeah. nonetheless, yeah. Get you one of those umbrellas, Sinterklaas. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Get an umbrella, Sinterklaas, because it's going to rain. <laughs> and uh, it's going to rain paper noting. And uh, uh-huh. did you ever see, also, you know, talking about ahead of its time. Uh, so, you know, Jordan Peele, obviously. Mm-hmm. Get out. Get out. He and Peele show. Us, nope. So Key and Peel show. But before that, Jordan Peel was a resident at Boom Chicago, yeah. which is Second City, the famous Chicago improv stand up uh, group's satellite location in Amsterdam. And on YouTube, if you type in Jordan Peel, Sinterklaas, there's Christmas in Harlem, which is him and some other um, black uh, American comedian doing a rendition of Run DMC's Christmas oh, in Harlem, yeah. oh. but talking about Svarta Pete and Sinterklaas. And it's a comment on Svarta Pete and Sinterklaas and whatnot. Okay. And it's so this like will give you 2006 some, or 2005 or something. Some context if you have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, so just remember that Jordan Peele was, has always been ahead of his time. Uh-huh. He could make a good Sinterklaas movie. You mean like Sint? Yeah, yeah, which we did okay. not watch, but no. maybe next uh, next year we'll watch. Maybe Synth? who know? No. Okay, so I mean that's it, right? I mean, yeah, I think Swartz Beat is fucking racist. It's fucking no. stupid. There are so many other ways to portray this and character. It, it plays a central role in this movie. Um, 
And we, we were going to get into this movie, people. Don't worry. But do you think this movie could still be made in this day and age? Is it 15 years later? 20 years? Whatever. Sorry, I was swallowing my tea. Um, yes. In this exact same way? No. Of course not. So no Zwarte Pieter. So many of the movies that we've watched couldn't be made in the same way. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's specifically this movie, it being such a blockbuster. But why, why does it, why does Swartz play such a big role? Because Prince Valentine wears blackface to sneak into the Bancorp to... Yeah, yeah, for example. Because it's, um, and I'm now talking more, more or less about the reaction in the press of this movie, like uh, The World Red Door, Volkskrant, whatever. They think it's a diverse cast in the sense that it portrays a lot of different types of lives in Amsterdam, which is silly to me because it's just eight white people. One of them is a prince, even. It's all Amsterdam. I mean, go back and listen to our previous episode, people. We we're already talking about this, like white people in Amsterdam living basically a very good life and they have their problems. And in the end, all goes well in this case. In the previous film, we discussed Cloaca, it does not end well. I want to say it's the same uh, thing because if you can't tell, we're recording these episodes back to back. We are. Yeah, monkey's out of the sleeve now. Oh my god! And I, I had, I didn't write it down in Greg's musings for that episode, but there is one black person in Cloaca, and he's in the elevator when Pierre Bokman's character goes into the elevator oh, yeah. in that one scene with the starship uh, elevator door sounds. Yeah. So also, and there's one actor in Cloaca. Who's also in Alles is Liefde. Who's that? Uh, the guy who, who Jeroen van Spitsberg is uh, his name, I think. Is uh, Prince Valentine. Yeah, Prince Valentine. Who's he playing? Uh... He's one of the actors in the, the play uh, by Martin. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, no, this movie couldn't be made in the same way, but what? Okay, yeah, so it's a diverse cast and it represents all these diverse lives of the exact same life at different levels of... Yeah affluence all middle class and above mm-hmm. in Amsterdam. Well, I mean, Kristen yeah. Houghton's character does live in like a attic apartment and she probably works at the buying court for um, imagine, minimum wage. Imagine trying to buy that apartment. Oh no, it's, it's probably yeah, okay. like 350,000 euro yeah. now. Yeah. Shout out to buying court employees though, who went on strike yeah, um, a few weeks ago because they're out there selling all this, like high luxury, luxury items Gucci, and yeah, making you name it. shit money. So yeah, yeah. shout out. Yeah, Solidarity shout out to with the workers. Yeah, for sure. Um, what would be the equivalent to Bicorf? Macy's? Macy's, Nordstrom's, um, Neiman Marcus, yeah. Neiman Marcus? Yeah, I mean... Beverly? No, Marcus with a C. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Those people. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of like any of the big box stores. Mm-hmm. Like that, Aaron shopping malls or whatnot. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're losing it here. It's all this leaf, man. We gotta, yeah. we gotta go. Like, okay, we got it out of the way. Start to be fucking stupid. It's this, uh, okay. So now, dive this into movie, movie is not diverse. This movie uh, was a huge hit, blockbuster, massive. What was massive. it? 1.4 million visitors, something like that. Yeah, which is crazy because there's only like 16, 17 million people living in. So the this is on the same point. level as Florida in America, which also got yeah. like. One in 16 people saw that movie, yeah. or like one in 10 even. Um, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Nuts. nuts. Massive. Yeah. Massive yeah. hit. Kim von Koten, though, also like kind of known for writing hits. 
Yeah. 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 She's an actress as well. And the, and the director, Yoram. I don't even care about him because he doesn't matter. This is all about the cast, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So name me some people from the cast. Well, ben, we've already named several. We got Mich- Michiel Romain, Carissa Houghton, Thomas Akta. Thomas Akta from Akta de Munich. Jeroen Spitsbergen, Wendy van, Wendy van Dijk. Paul de Leeuw. Who we've seen before. Dan Schuurmans, who we've seen before. Paul de Leeuw. Paul de Leeuw. I love how you pronounce that. Uh, Lies Fischedijk, who I also think we've seen before. Right? She's Soph, no? Mm, oh, really? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Annika Block. Oh, yeah. no, is that Soph? Yeah, Annika Block. Is no, that Soph? No, right? Annika Block is Soph. She plays Soph. Wow. Lies Fischedijk is... What the fuck? Oh, are no. they? No, they're both in Soph. But Lise Fischerdijk, I'm sorry that I do not remember her name. Alicia? She, she is definitely Soph, right? Yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter, because what matters is the movie that we're watching right now. So, star-studded cast? Renee van der Hof, Seba Schoenfeld, Schoenfeld, Chantel Janssen. Of course. Who, who else we got here? Tone Koss. Um, oh. Did you already mention Peter Paul Muller? No. Yeah. Who's Peter Paul Muller? He is the father. Uh, he's uh, he used to be married to Wendy van Dijk. Chantal Janssen seduces him. Holy shit! Peter Bloch, also from Kowaka, is the narrator of this movie. Whoa! Did not catch that. That's also, bad. we get a cameo from the man, Johnny himself. Hoob Stapel has a cameo. As himself, right? Yeah, as yeah. himself. And uh, I, I don't remember his name. So is Hoop, Hoop Stample now uh, our, our main guy? I don't know. Pierre Brockman is up there as well. No, but I mean like in Dutch, in this podcast. We've seen three movies where, where he's in now. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really have a role in uh, Van Godel's, but he was oh, there. but come on. And uh, I, can't rem- I can't find him here, but also um, Brother Case yeah. from Folder in America yeah. is really good in this as well. So it's stacked. Everyone's in it. Wolf, the Dutch rock band, do the song Alles is Liefde, which is arguably a very catchy song. It's very catchy and also hell to listen to. It's also my favorite Dutch song. Oh, no, man. really one of the only ones I know. It's, But I mean, it's the most classic type of earworm. Like, you cannot get it out of your head once you've heard it. So, I mean, it's in mine right now. Like, I want to sing it right now so badly. <laughs> I hate the song, but they did a really good job. Like the marketing team did a really good job uh, of finding the perfect theme song that everybody w- would know and would make the movie even more popular. Worked. Okay, I mean, so this do movie you want to, is um, a marketing vessel yeah. for Amsterdam. It, uh, yeah, it was uh, apparently the, the idea came from Job Gopschalk, if I'm pronouncing this correctly. I'm sorry, casting director. Um, and he thought he wanted to make more money and they just attract a lot of famous people from the Netherlands who all cater to specific audiences, different type of audiences, get them all together in a feel-good movie around Sinterklaas, a time that people are more likely to go to the cinema, uh, had a great marketing scheme all around it. and um, They made it work. And work it did. And we should say that there is also a sequel? Yeah, Alles is Familie. Which we will also watch eventually. Probably not. But which is also really wonderful. I really like that movie. Oh. Um, 
what what can I even say? I'm just gonna the plots. S- the plots. We need to plot. Ah, oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, so uh, try to it? try to do it quickly. Yeah. It starts on the day of the Sinterklaas Intocht, which yeah. is the day the Sinterklaas comes to town. Mm-hmm. And in Amsterdam, it's a really big deal. It's a big deal in all over the country. All over the country. Yeah. Yeah. But Amsterdam, you have, you have one official one. Yes, and it's always year, in some like random village or something. Always in a different place. Yeah. yeah, and usually like the king goes to that one as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it starts kind of with like all the families getting ready to go to this thing, and you start getting introduced to all the characters and all their struggles and and they use title cards to introduce the characters. I actually don't remember the title cards. They, uh, I probably took a screenshot or whatever. I'll send it to you. We'll, we'll put it on the gram. We put it on the gram. Yeah. It is terrible. Like. In, Insanely bad font, terrible. What's it's so just cheap? A, it's just a font, man. No, it's man. just a font. Look at look kn- at the grand people. What, do you know what font CERN used to announce that they discovered the Higgs boson particle? Comic Sans, please. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. So that just goes to show. But they were busy doing other stuff. This is made by marketing people. They should know better. You would think so, but marketeers are asshole. <laughs> okay. Marketeers Markete- are assholes. Is that what you said? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Cloaca. Yeah. Um, the plot. Okay, so it's a Sinterklaas Intocht, and you're getting introduced to everyone, and everyone's busy with different things. You got Don Schurmans, who's like a funeral home director. Yeah. You got Carice von Houten, who you actually meet a little bit later into the movie, and she's playing the role of a president. I'm going to start talking really fast for as no. long as I can, and I'm already <laughs> out of breath. Um, then you got the one lady who's got the kid. And her dad is Sinterklaas, and he's kind of like an asshole. He's like rich and famous and a famous actor. And then he's getting on the boat, and then you meet the lady who plays Soph, and she's kind of like the producer for one of the producers from the TV and also the whole Sinterklaas Intocht. And what happens is, oh, and then you get this dude uh, from uh, Michiel Romain who plays Jan, and he's in the in a truck with the Spanish dude, and it's really like... The most heavy-handed metaphor for a Santa Claus is coming from Spain with oranges and a Spanish dude. He's even coming from Madrid, where Santa Claus, uh, I guess, lives. Lives. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a been, Turkish guy. Have you been to Madrid? Yeah. Like yeah, me too. I mean, you can't. You'd know if he was in Madrid. Like no. he would stand out, and he would no. be like sweating a lot because of the mitre and the beard. No. Yeah. No. The current Santa Claus that they have, he gets on the boat. He has his own coffee cup. It's this whole thing. And then he has a heart attack. Yeah. Famous last words. I thought that was actually quite funny. I did not like this movie, but this is this got a laugh out of me. Ik ben dood. God for God for kut. <laughs> <laughs> Exit Sinterklaas. I mean, that's kind of what you want to say when you die. It's yeah. Fuck. And they just like, put some carpets on top of him. Yeah, and they don't even <laughs> call the police or whatever. Or the no, but that's a funny scene as well. Ambulance. They're like, is that Sinterklaas? And then she gets on the phone. He's like, uh, "Yeah, uh, Polizzi." Yeah. yeah. Um, How did he know, even know he's dead? I mean, it's oh, this, first. this is a this is a really complex story just because there's so many plot lines, and it's also really not about the actual plot because if you would trace it like that, it does not make sense. It's not that type of movie. It's a feel good movie, and you're just supposed to like have a few laughs. I mean, really, Santa Claus dying and they. And him, letting him just lay on the ground would not happen in real life. Do you have any idea what the first movie was to like do this kind of plot line with like all the multiple threads that then come like together in the end? Mosaic. Yeah. Uh, I think Magnolia is, of course, a famous example. That's like Paul Thomas Anderson. Though. Yeah. 
Um, but maybe th- there must be multiple examples before that. I thought but that's, maybe, that's I thought maybe Traffic, like the 1996 traf- Steven Soderbergh film. Could be. Which yeah. is yeah. an amazing fucking movie. Amazing movie. Agreed. Yeah, th- I mean, I would say that around this time, like in the 10 years surrounding this movie, you had a lot of mo- type of movies like this. Um, and sometimes the characters and... Um, their authenticity or even if you would believe them as an audience, it suffers. Sometimes it doesn't, but I think in this case it does. Like, do they feel like actual people to you? I've met like every single one of these people in the Netherlands. So they remind you of actual people. So ipso facto, they could be actual people. Yeah. I mean, I never met the Mm. prince, but... uh, I think the prince is actually... (laughs) Like accurate. exactly like he, he yeah is. I, I think they yeah yeah um so all these multiple threads basically um I don't know how many times I'm going to say basically while introducing this plot love basically Sinterklaas dies Michiel Romine the truck that he's in with the oranges crashes which then causes the bus carrying all the Svarta Pita to get delayed. And then they're trying to hurry up to get them to the steamboat, and they mistake Michiel instead Romine. of stopping this racist tradition, they still try to get them to the boat. Wow, that's even like a visual metaphor right there. It's like, oh wow, we could just not do this, but no, no, get carry, them here, carry on, yeah. yeah. Um, and they pick up Michiel Romine. They get him to the steamboat. He's just like drinking some free coffee, and then Soph. I'm going to call her Soph because I don't know her actual name, but she's. Most famous for being Soph. Although he didn't remember her playing Soph. No, of course just I remembered now. her playing Soph. I just don't know the actress's you were, name. You were just, you were confused No, just but now. also Soph's mom is also in this movie. Ah, okay. So they're both in it, you know, which is also like, and then uh, he gets dragged into being Santa Claus. He doesn't really want to. He's like a grumpy guy and he's kind of on a mission to reconnect with his wife and maybe his son. You learn about that later on. And... Like a kid's daughter falls in the water and Sinterklaas saves her. And then they're like, oh my God, this Sinterklaas isn't like any other Sinterklaas that we've ever had. So there's this whole plot line of getting him on TV and kind of promoting him, but he doesn't really want to, but he also kind of does want to. He's a reluctant Sinterklaas, right? Yeah. Very much so. No. Um, And then one guy loses his job and he's hiding it from his wife. But then the wife is friends with this woman whose husband had an affair with Chantal Janssen. And then... The wife thinks that the husband's having an affair, but that's really not really the case. He's just trying to hide the fact that he's kind of let her down by losing his job, and he's ashamed and, and embarrassed by it. And then you have the... She's pregnant. You find out that she's pregnant yeah. later on. You find out that... Uh, and then Carice von Houten is kind of ca- caught when she's in this like present costume by Prince Valentine, who's like the royal prince, and his name's really Prince Valentine. No. No, <laughs> don't know what don't know what but to say about him, this. There's the thing they call him a real Benjamin. What's a Benjamin? Mm, maybe he's he's the youngest of the princes. I don't know. Is that what makes you the Benjamin? Yeah, being the youngest. Okay, yeah, because no. that was in the subtitle for the Nick Kroll uh, comedy specials, Comedy Central or uh, comedy special. Hmm. Yeah, Benjamin would usually be like the the, the smallest. We're moving fast, though. We got a hard out. No. We gotta we gotta go. Okay. Um, Carice von Houten uh, is caught by Prince Valentine. She's all like, "Oh my god, no, he never liked me." And then 
he's like, I'm they gonna find up, you, yeah, and yeah. then they wind up being together after he, after he. And how does he win her heart in the end? By showing up on a white horse. On a white horse, and is that even a saying in English? Yeah. The the prince on a white horse. Yeah, Prince Charming arrives on a a white horse. Always yeah. on a white horse. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't you know the like Taylor Swift song? No. You and her white horse? I don't know. It's on one of her earlier albums. I will not listen to it. Thank you. Okay. We don't have time to talk about why you won't listen to Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, um, is that it? Oh, and then there's Don Schurman and his partner, Paul DeLeo. Paul DeLeo, yeah. Who, Dutch TV presenter. I turned to my girlfriend. I was like, who's this guy? Did he go on to do anything else? And she's he's like, like, he's one probably of the, most the most famous, famous person in this movie. Yeah, oh, for sure. And yeah. so they are a gay couple and they're getting married yeah. Um, and Potolio teaches water aerobics. And also, Daan Schuurmans' character is the son of Michiel Romijn, Sinterklaas. Yes. As we later find out. We, we get to that later, yeah. Um, and basically, all this happens over the course of the time between when Sinterklaas arrives and... So probably November 15, 16. And then Sinterklaas uh, avond. That's today, people, because you're listening to this on the day the episode arrives on your streaming service. And pack a day, that's the day, because Sinterklaas comes at night, and it's this weird thing where you don't get your presents under the tree in the morning, but Sinterklaas like, drops that's, them that's off at night. No, that makes total sense. In a zak. No, it doesn't, because then you don't go to sleep. It's terrible. It's bad parenting. Would you rather stay up late or get up early? Um, I think with Sinterklaas you do both. Yeah, you, because you want to get up early and play with your toys again. Yeah, no. um, and you've eaten way too much paper note and other stuff, so you yeah, cannot sleep yeah. too much sugar. All right, that's it. That's kind of the plot of the movie. Everything works out for everyone in the end. Happy, yeah. happy romance. Super happy. It's all good. Mm. I cried. It's perfect. Mm. I debated turning it off. Oh, I thought you were going to say you debated crying. No, 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 no. I wish. No, sorry, no. It's, I mean, can I try to explain what I don't like about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, maybe because it's, as I Fucking already mentioned, grump. it doesn't feel real to me. Like, no shit, it's a fucking movie, man. No, but uh, for example, when in Cloaca, Gijs Holter van Aschatter's character is talking to the prostitute about the birth of his daughter, you feel like that actually happened to him. And at n- never at one point in this movie, I feel like anything that's happening is like comes at any cost or has some urgency behind it. So do you know what I mean? So it maybe you've, you've described it before we were recording as candy. Like what's not yeah. to like about eating candy. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I mean, if you have a little piece of candy, it's okay, but you don't want to go for the full bag. Why not? Because then afterwards you'll feel sick. Yeah, if I mean you could, yeah, yeah. or you, yeah, or you could eat that whole bag of paper notes and. Yeah, okay, paper notes. Or you, you got me there. Or, you got or, me there. Or you could eat that whole bag of chocolate-covered paper notes in yeah, because shit. you got to the Sinterklaas in talk too early at a light supply and had to wait four hours in the rain and didn't want yep. to lose your spot amongst the children. So you stayed there with a bag of chocolate-covered paper notes in and ate the whole bag. But, Not that I would know from experience <laughs> about what that, is, what that is like. I was going to say, this, this sounds like a real story. They should put this story in the movie. It could have been in the movie. I'm sort of crying now. 
Oké, okay, you got me there. Paper notes are great. Yeah. Yeah. I already have some. They're so it's a, it's, if it's a bag of paper notes, then yeah, sure. I would eat it. Okay. Okay. But I, of course, I get it. I mean, the thing, that sentiment that there's no stakes and there's nothing happening in this movie is also a feeling that I've expressed watching character where mm-hmm. I just can't take it serious because yeah. I don't feel the stakes. Kowaka, I also don't really feel like anything's at stake. So why do we, yeah, why do we feel differently about Kloaka and Alice is Liefde if we're talking about the stakes, about what is, what's at stake? Because Alice is Liefde isn't trying to say anything. Um, yeah, that love is everything. This is, I'm, yeah, I mean, like that's a, I'd rather take that message than everything is hell. Yeah, like life commit suicide. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. You so could, you would rather want this to be your message than some nihilistic. And you take know, on I'm, life. I'm sure people could watch this and walk away feeling depressed, not because they thought the movie was uh, disgusting and That's true. all these things, but they they don't they, have this life. Yeah, they wish yeah. that they had this life, which also true. leads to a different level of depression. But I think there's a difference between that and also showing the horrors of life, and you know, to a degree, maybe even glorifying suicide as a way out. No, those are two very different messages. Yeah. And it's it's all about the individual watching the movie and how they deal with that. Yeah. But I'm well adjusted enough to know that I mean, no, I fuck, I want my life to be this fucking movie. All right, here we go. <laughs> this movie is yeah. the first movie that I saw when I came to the Netherlands. Nice. They showed it for us maybe like the third day of introduction week for international students at the really? Adamon Houseport. What did people think of Sarta Pete? Uh, I don't know if anyone really talked about it. Okay. Uh, we talked about it more when we actually went to the Intocht um, mm. a few months later. And I, I didn't know what time the movie started. And so I rode my bike. And of course, I didn't have a smartphone or anything. You know, this is 10 years ago. Well, fuck. Um, and I got to the Audemont Houseport and I'm walking around. It's like, where are, where's the movie? Where is everyone? No one's here. It's empty. I was like, oh, fuck, there's no documentation anywhere. Get back on my bike, ride back to my dorm, Whoa. find the piece of paper of when and where it is. It's like, oh, shit, okay. Cycle back. Watched the movie, bought a six-pack of Heineken, brought it into the screening, loved the movie. I did. I was like, this is it, man. This is going to be my life. It's going to be all these different things. I couldn't believe it. And um, so, yeah, first movie I ever saw. So there's already that sentiment level. First Dutch movie. No, first movie I saw here okay, in the Netherlands. Here. First mo- oh. Dutch movie I ever saw was Orlokswinter, which we'll eventually watch. Yeah. Even though we have opinions on Martin Kohlhaven. Kohlhaven. Yeah. Whatever. But when did you first see this movie? Um, to yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen the trailer before, like 30 times. So I feel like I've known the movie and it was in the press a lot because it was such a popular movie. But seeing it front to back, never. No. There's something wrong with you. This is why you're so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I should watch feel good movies. I watch this movie often. like every year at Sinterklaas time. It is yeah. hands down my favorite Dutch film. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, okay. I like mean, funny like saying, haha funny or funny like something's wrong with me? Something's wrong with you, yeah, yeah. No, it's too too light for me in a way, and 
considering that it's a feel-good movie. Too light. It's got everything. It's got life. It's got death. It's got... Uh, but death uh, is something that they basically make a big joke out of. The yeah. funeral, uh, they mix up two bodies at a funeral. And then everybody starts having drinks and it turns into like an actual party. Well, isn't that how you'd want your funeral to be? Not exactly like this. This feels a bit like it's not about the person being buried. You would want people to party after the official burying bit. I feel like we've talked about funerals before at a, and during a different movie that we've watched. I can't remember. Can't remember. No, but, sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so I would rather have this funeral than everybody crying the whole day. That's for sure. But pl- I mean, please do not mix up my body when you bury me. I mean, don't bury me, cremate me. Just make sure I'm dead when you do. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing. It's like, first, make sure actually dead. You, you are now referring to Sporlos. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's a not ideal funeral. No, no. No, that's not the funeral that you want to see. We've seen quite a lot of funerals. I mean, death, as yeah. Michiel Romain's character says to his son when he doesn't know that it's his son and his son is talking about all the struggles that he has with his life and that he can't commit because he's too afraid of loving because he's too afraid of losing. And Michiel Romain is like, hey, asshole, everyone dies. It's about what you do. In the Tissentide. In the Tissentide, yeah. There you go. Do you feel like Michiel Romain looks like he's enjoying himself playing this role? No. <laughs> no, right? No, you see him no, counting no. his money. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great of him. Uh, no. Even even when he's acting uh, across from uh, Brother Case, uh, no. he's still not, he like, Brother and, Case is great. I think he and is they've like. they've acted together in uh, Jeske Fed, In Jeske Fed, no. yeah. Yeah, you think that they would have, maybe he's just playing it super straight and super cold. No, I really think he doesn't care. But who knows? Did you know that in Jiskefet, Michiel Romain has a character uh, who rapes Sinterklaas? In the de- debiture creditor, this happens. No, I did not know that. Yeah. So he has been on both sides of sex Sint- with Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas yeah. No, I did not know. No, we'll watch it. Yes, or another. Like, is there All a of movie it. or just episodes? Well, there is a movie, actually, I'm thinking now. Yeah. I think there is a Christmas special. Okay. Not sure if it's a full movie. I think it's a movie. Yeah, I'll, it's a, I'll look maybe, maybe we'll do it if as it's like a, a movie, special we'll Christmas episode. Yeah. Great. Or, you know, even if it's a special. We'll do it. Um, what else to talk about this movie? Um, uh, I have a, maybe it's in your musings, but I'll just say it for you. You are about to move away out of the Sparnummer beard and where you're living. Oh, yeah. Right now, it's still only like nine days left. It's right next to where you live. It's schip. Tell the people, what is it? A fucking brick building. <laughs> I don't get the yeah. sentiment. No? It's no, I get it. It's, it's, uh, so Amsterdam's school. His schip is uh, probably the pillar of the architectural movement of Amsterdam's school, yep. which is, was a response to whatever architectural movement happened before that. Nice. I don't know... For me, this is the same thing as what Clarence Thomas said about pornography. Is I can't where define, is this going? I can't define Amsterdam's whole architecture, but I know it when I see it. Okay, yeah, lots of bricks. There's curves. It has weird windows. Um, I think it's in the details of bricks. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Uh, but the, the building is great, and you're about to say goodbye to it i am gonna say goodbye to it um you know what's nice about Amsterdam school and especially in the time that this movie would have been filmed is that it really was a bastion also of social housing 
and it still is to a degree. They did do a whole renovation of it, and um, everyone was also allowed to move back in, I believe. Um, that would be great. Famous Hach's uh, electro producer, Bunker Records affiliate. He probably doesn't want me outing him, but he lives in Hitzchip. Really? Yeah. I see him walking down the street all the time. Mm. He doesn't know, but he's mastered an album for me, but he doesn't know what I look like. You never screamed that from your balcony, like, hey, dude. No. Thanks for the mastery. I mean, I'd love to go to his place. I mean, he has like a, just like a room of like floor-to-ceiling vintage synthesizers and drum machines. Sick. Ring his doorbell before you leave. Still have 10 days left. Ring his bell. Ring my bell. My bell. There we go. Okay. Maybe we should just jump into Greg's musings because um, that's what this whole episode is going to be. Yep. Uh, or do you I'm want, do you, what do you got? What do you got? You got no, no, no. I'm, I'm going through these notes, but I don't think. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> We've actually discussed a lot that's in my notes. I'll, I'll do some other stuff, but go for your musings, Greg. Muse away. Okay. Starts off. You're nobody until somebody loves you. Dean Martin, Redback, love it. It was a bit like, come on, it's a Dutch movie. Just have an entire Dutch soundtrack. Yeah, okay, fair enough, but I love the song. Yeah, great song. Yeah. Chrysler minivan. Again? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. There must have been this time period where Chrysler was trying to make waves. and. Yeah, or maybe just in the film industry. No, but yeah. again, it was a strange sighting because you really yeah. don't see uh and i think even paul de leo drives a chrysler pt cruiser i oh, did not see it no yeah. so i guess chrysler might have been trying to make waves and yeah. yeah donated a few cars love this song alice's is lifta is terrible terrible song. great song probably the worst song on the soundtrack ever bookabon the bookabon is in there no but someone makes a joke about oh just uh get him a bookabon oh wow that's such a Dutch thing. Yeah. yeah. So what is it exactly? It's a coupon that you can um, use in the, all the different bookstores across the Netherlands. Yeah. And you get a discount on whatever you're trying to buy there. That's that thing that you get for that person that you don't know what to get them. And you yeah. don't want to spend too much. So you just get them a 10 euro bookabon. For years and years, this was the standard gift, I guess. Yeah. That's been replaced by a box of Merci now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, Suster Downen. That's where Don Schurman and his friends are having their um, oh Suster Downen, okay, their uh, LARPing session. Yeah, <laughs> the LARPing session. Yeah, yeah. wow. Suster Downen is. Uh, I mean, it's quite an interesting kind of topographical yeah. thing. It's a inland sandbox, basically. It looks really nice, and there's yeah. several yeah. throughout the country. Yeah, the most famous and biggest one is in the Felua. But, uh, and you have a couple uh, near the coast, near Bergen, yeah, near Harlem. But that's kind of where you expect dunes to be near the coast. Yeah, but still, Not you have fifty you miles have, inland. No, that's true. But still, you have um, like forest between those dunes and the actual dunes and sea. True. Um, Carice on Houghton. Yeah, we got it. You know, Game of Thrones. That's kind of all she really did in Hollywood. In America, I yeah, I guess say. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, core ballers, the Prince Valentine, his friends come in. They're core ballers. They're assholes. They're all played by uh, the Vliegende Panthers, a trio of comedians. Okay, yeah. That had a television show and uh, also toured across the country. 
there are a lot of comedians in this movie. Yeah, no shit, because as, this movie is funny as fuck. One of the <laughs> great arguments. One of those Korbala. I can't remember which one. Yeah, he has a couple of good lines. I have to give him that. They show up and like one of the dudes like throws up right outside the door of Prince Fontaine in his room at the Hotel Europa. Yeah. I think it is. And then when they're leaving, guess what skin color the person is that's cleaning up the vomit that they just walk over and walk right past. I'm guessing black? Yeah. Wow. The only black person that appears um, other than on when they have the TV show. and um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who is that supposed to be? I don't know, actually. I don't recognize the person at all. Is he playing himself? No, I don't know. Well, we don't know who he is. No, so, but who it is, but yeah. that's, uh, th- that was interesting with the, because that's a critical note. That's the movie basically saying we know that Swarta Pete is bad. Oh, yeah. So, okay, let's break down that scene a little bit more. So there's this thing in the Netherlands and actually in most of Europe where instead of late night talk shows being, um, you know, a David Letterman having one guest on at a time, Europe does this, you know, Graham Norton show thing where they have one big table, one host, and multiple guests, and yeah. they all talk about different topics. Yeah, and they get to weigh in on their uh, the the topics of the other guests, I should say, which leads to very strange things where someone playing in like a a soap series might comment on whatever a minister is saying about immigration. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And and you don't get enough celebrity. Like at least Graham Norton gets like cool celebrities on, you know. And then it, you want to hear what like Brendan Gleeson has to say to like Nicole Kidman about their love for acting or something, you know. Um, but no, this is like a professor from the UFA, someone but from the Chometa. Graham Norton is more in the entertainment. I mean, what's Matthias' new character? What what was uh, a lot of politicians as well? Yeah, but it's still entertainment. Yeah, okay, it's all. Of course, yeah, it's all it's television, like, yeah. late night yeah. entertainment for sure. But Graham Norton, I mean, I don't not watch it regularly. Yeah, I mean, he's a like proper comedian. More, yeah, it's more like talking about movies, Art, music, culture, yeah, yeah. life. Yeah. And we're back. Greg is having one of his. Yeah, I, I'm uh, still a bit hungover and uh, also processing dinner. And wow, yeah. that's what happens when you record. Late at night. It's late at night. Yeah, my body's tired. Uh, okay, so there's these TV shows, um, and they have all these guests. And what happens in Alice's Liefde is Sinterklaas is a guest, and then there's a black American. and An artist, I guess? We don't know, a musician, maybe? Yeah. yeah, he reminds me a bit of Rick James or Prince or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's kind of how they're styling him as well, which yeah. is also an issue. And... Sinterklaas' character, played by Michiel Romain, basically says something like, you black people... Are slaves? Yeah, are, are slaves, yeah. and you kidnap children, and you do all this work for Sinterklaas. Yeah. And the American character is, like, very offended. He's like, what do you mean, us black yeah. people? It's like, yeah. I think he says black people are the slaves of Sinterklaas. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. And he says it in English as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're having this back and forth, and then in the producer's room... Yeah. All the producers are like laughing and loving it and thinking that this is the funniest thing because they know that they're going to get crazy viewership. Yeah. So they don't care that it's inses- insensitive. But they, it's so weird that they, if you like zoom out for a bit about this movie, that they're actually mentioning how Short of Pete is racist, but not really tackling the subject. 
Like, is this their way? Or let's say Kim van Kooten wrote script. Is this her way of saying, I know there's something not quite right with it? Or is it a way of saying, ha ha, people who are not from the Netherlands don't get it? Yeah, I, th- I think I think it could go either way. And that was also my struggle with uh, Koweka is, I don't know if I can trust these writers and these actors enough to be tackling sensitive subjects in a way where I actually believe that they hold true to the sentiments and the arguments that they're trying to make. Like if Jordan Peele makes Get Out, I know that it, that's a 100% honest film and he's making those points for a very specific reason and he stands behind them. I don't believe that Kim van Kooten is standing behind anything in this movie no. other than no. stacks of money no. and not even that high <laughs> of stacks of money because movies here don't really make any money at all. I think if 1.4 million people got to see your movie, you're making some money. But you're making 10 million? Mm, I have no idea, actually. We should have her on as a guest. We'll ask her. Yeah. I know where she lives. Yeah. Right next to the Fondle Park in an expensive oh. apartment. So. Okay, but she's, she's doing okay for herself yeah. then. Yeah. Um, and it, so the same sentiment with Koweka is I can't trust because I know... Basically, uh, yeah, the, but the, I the do. arts and culture scene isn't the most principled of scenes. Okay, here. but knowing Maria Goos, who wrote Cloaca, and seeing her other movies and plays, I definitely have the feeling that her heart is in the right place. So whatever happens and it's tongue in cheek and whatever bad things people are saying in her plays and movies, I know that she's actually making fun of them. But this is always a, a thin line, of course. Yeah, and also, ladies and gentlemen, do not put your trust and faith into celebrities and wealthy people because you can never know. True. Right? Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Uh, trust us. Trust the good old boys from the Dutch film podcast. Money. <laughs> this, is, this fucking thing only costs, this costs money. money. Yeah. Or We're microphone even using a borrowed down, microphone. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's keep going here on Greg's Musings. We got Brother Case. We already talked about it. He's great. I think he's very funny. I like the earnestness. And with which he uh, plays the role. You have to help me here with the, the correct term, but he's a bum, basically living yeah, on a derelict, yeah, yeah. canal boat, yeah. which would cost like millions of euros if you would want to buy it. Yeah, no not, way. Not in 2007, man. Oh, crisis. Yeah. Or just before the crisis. Uh, buying Corf Dom Square. Nice to see. And I feel like they like emptied it out. Because yeah. Tom Square is like always slammed. Yeah, I guess everything where they, every place where they filmed, they uh, made sure it everybody's looks so gone. Nice, like if Amsterdam was always empty, like when like during the lockdown. Yeah, okay, it's unreal. Yeah, yeah. But, but all, yeah, I mean, it looks nice. I agree that during the lockdown, it was great to be in the city center of Amsterdam because all the tourists are gone basically. Um, but it's also weird to see the soul and life taking out of a city. Right, looking at a at a bar, for example, in the movie, you're like, "What's happening at this bar?" Doesn't feel real because it's not the hustle and bustle that you would normally have. Oh no, I don't like a crowded bar. It's annoying. You know how long it takes to get a fascia? <laughs> or a flashy? Or a flashy? Oh yeah, even worse. Um, we'll get to that bar though in a second. Um, Epo Epi. So that is the name of the character that Brother Case plays. Epi. Oh, Epi. Wow. Ah. And. Cinder, uh, Michiel Romain calls him Epo. Nice. And Epo is the name of my boss. 
Okay. And he's very much like Epi in the movie. Really? He's silly, overly enthusiastic, somewhat childish. And still believe Santa Claus is real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. I think so. Shout out to your boss. Shout out, Epo. Don't listen to this. I'm really sorry. Give him a race, by the way. I already got one. Oh, give him another one. It's coming. Um, the Doolin, that is the bar that they are at in this movie. Yeah. It is where I had my first date with Vitika. Really? Yeah. Oh, this movie is so sentimental for you. Yeah, we both I'm getting turned, it now. We, we both turned to each other and we said, Oh, let's just leave it. That's right. what you said. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty soon we'll be saying, Oh, this is familiar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great way to announce on the pod. Tell me like an hour Vitika, into an you episode. Are pregnant. Yeah. I'll just tell her that she's pregnant. Um, the Doolin, it's, it is a nice bar. That is a nice corner. We've been there. We had pints of Guinness there after eating um, at Oriental City one day. It was like you, Hari, and I, I think. Or yeah. you, Kawing, and I. Yeah. We, have we been were there. definitely hungover. Yeah. Um, it we, is one of the few brown bars. But we have been bars. to Oriental City so many times. I cannot remember. Like all those times. Blur. No, yeah. I look at photos like I don't remember that. No. Um, but it is one of the few brown bars that does have Guinness on tap, which is rare. It's a nice bar, right? It is a nice bar. It's on a really nice corner, and there's a shop like a few doors down um, that do really good brooches. It's like a deli type, uh, ambachtelik uh, type place. I was thinking about Stahlmeesters, which is right across from the across from uh, the Doula. Do you know the cafe? It's on the other corner. Yeah, but I never go to that one. Okay, so Sibe used to work there, our friend Sibe. Um, uh, they phoned him well before his, uh, his work started one day, and they said, well, Sibe, you're doing great. You're getting a race or whatever, or you're getting promoted within the team, something like that. He got on his bike wrote to Stahlmeesters and then he got another call while on his bike and he said, I'm sorry, <laughs> we were looking at the wrong person. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sibe. Such a great story. You had to tell it. That is a good story. <laughs> wow, so much happens on that fucking corner. It's magical. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I went to school just on the other side of the bridge. Me too. You know, at the Adamana Sport. Well, I didn't go yeah. to Adamana House Sport, but I was actually at the it, well, there was there used to be a building. In a gasthuisterrein? Yeah, I was well, there no, as well. The, yeah, but then there was another building that's no longer there. Well, like, the building's there, but it's no longer from the UFA. That's yeah. a bit further towards Central Station. I was there as well. Yeah, yeah. I had one class there. That was always a New good, media was there. That was a good library to go to because you could always get a computer. And it was better than having to go to Spau. This is dating you, man. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, shout out that corner, though. There used to be a coffee company on that corner. Do you remember that? Yes, but I don't think I really drank coffee back then. No. You went through college without drinking coffee? Uh yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm drinking coffee for like That might have been the first I, six I, years I might now. have got my first coffee ever there. Oh my god. You're such a sentimental guy. I am a sentimental yeah. guy. Yeah. So how do you feel watching this movie knowing you're about to leave? Like this it perfect fucking, version like it of fucking Amsterdam. lied to me. <laughs> This movie was full of lies. It is. It is. Yeah. But I can still aspire. Just like Soph inspired me to buy a house in the countryside. Nice. Yeah. What What will be the next romantic comedy we'll see? It will probably inspire you for some new life event. I don't know. We'll have to pick one. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, these, those are really the only two that I've seen. Those are probably the only two in the Netherlands. Well, Gooi is for vrouwen. That's not but a romantic I'll never comedy, move, right? I'll never move to the Gooi. No. Okay. 
No, fuck that. Um, shout out my bo- my other boss if you're listening. Um, Sinterklaas poem. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We had Schip. We have, we talked about it. Yep. That's where, just so you can put it in context while you're watching this movie, that's where Michiel Romain goes looking for his wife and knocks on the door and it's a different woman. And then he, uh, he finds out that she's dead. Yeah. She is living in Hetzchip on the, on the north. We will post a picture on the ground. North side of it. Yeah, Keep I'll it take up. one from out my window. Um, Sinterklaas poem. Um, that's what the woman uh, whose father was Sinterklaas, she reads a poem at his funeral in the form of a Sinterklaas poem. Gedicht, ja. Um, Sint zat te denken wat hij aan Greg moest schenken. That's how every great Sinterklaas gedicht should start. So is this a tradition that you have in the in the States? No, but it is a tradition that is practiced to the fullest extent of its possible potential by Vitica's family. Yeah, my family as well. It is full on. And I, while in the beginning tried to uh, conform to the traditional Sinterklaas AABBCC rhyme scheme, Mm -hmm. I have now introduced the family to the concept of free verse Sinterklaas poems. So you can be even more honest. and Where I blend standard iambic pentameter or a b a b c rhyme schemes with maybe an acrostic or maybe some real like um edith pf not not edith pf um what's the name of that poem poet um anyway so i get real creative with my poems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um it's rubbing off on uh, vitka at least the rest okay. of her family still kind of stick to the tradition traditional rhyme scheme yeah but I'm just, you know, bringing in... And it is a nice tradition. Like, Sinterklaas uh, has, a <laughs> has had a lot of uh, bad bad rap, of course, um, in the last decade, at least. Um, Svarte Piet does. You know. Svarte Piet, but I mean, it rubs off on the whole Sinterklaas celebration. Yeah, yeah. But what, 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 And it's funny because, like I said in the beginning, you know, that Christmas is a legal holiday, and so is... Uh, second christmas day and the fact that Sinterklaas day is mm-hmm. not that's weird yeah. it's also like the country is giving up on its tradition um instead of maybe tackling it head-on or you know kind of uh, pushing back against capitalism and mm-hmm. how you know the domination of american christmas traditions so do you feel that people are moving from Sinterklaas to christmas now yeah. It's the like prime gifting holiday. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, might be the case. Vitika and I just do both and it's like having divorced parents. I mean, that's how it should be, right? I mean it's what you I'm most to, familiar with. Yeah, you get to enjoy both. Great. Christmas. Do some gifts at Easter as well. Oh yeah. It's not to love. No, just a little some little stuff. You know, yeah. some eggs. Some eggs. Some, you know, a little bit little ring. Yeah. yeah. Little ring. Whatever. Oh, okay. Um Mietje. Mietje. I wrote that down as well. Hey. Hey, Michiel Romain to Dan Schuurmans. We'll get there later. Not snowing at Schiphol. Okay, okay, now this is the biggest fucking lie in this movie. Is that it's snowing. Yeah. On Sinterklaas, on Paquetje's Avond. Yeah. 
and also the type of snow and how it stays on the ground. It is such bullshit. That, that, it, that, that never happens. It definitely uh, does not snow like that in December, let alone ever anymore here. If it snows here, it's immediately brutal, like 30, 40 centimeters of snow, but, or it's what just wet snow. When did you get 30 centimeters of snow? Sometimes it happens. Not this, since I've lived here. Yeah. Yeah, it did. No, the most I've seen okay, is maybe yeah. like 10 centimeters. I'll send you some pictures. Yeah, when show me in the pictures so that it shows that I was there at the same time. Nice. I will Photoshop you in pictures of snow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another so amusing. So, no, so that was a big lie. Um, that's bullshit. Um, I really would like some more snow around the holidays, and you really just can't get it anymore, anywhere anymore. Because of... Global warming? Yeah, because Sinterklaas is coming with his steamboat. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He should have an electrical boat. Just move here, man. Move here. Like, yeah. I don't get why it's so difficult. How How is he paying his taxes? What do you think? He's probably not paying taxes. I mean, you could probably even move to Amsterdam and pay fewer taxes. Yeah. Because you're starting some startup company here. Briefebus. Uh, yeah. Shut up, shut up, VVD. <laughs> uh, those are all this, my. This is probably the favorite movie of Mark Rutte. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, or he thinks Cloaca is his favorite movie, but like, no, but it, like, th- but like, he doesn't get it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "This is great. This is me and my friends. What's happening at the end with the blood? <laughs> <laughs> when is that guy going to leave? Okay." Um, those were your musings? Uh, I don't know. Chantal Janssen? Is that amusing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's your muse. I mean, he's That's living, something different. The 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 guy that uh, had the affair with Chantal Janssen, he's living in the um, new uh, Oude Houthavens. Okay. Oh, mm. Right around the corner from uh, Café Vesterdok. Damn. Okay. I don't know what else to... Let's take a break. We can take a break? Yeah, for okay. sure. We'll be back, people. We'll be back. We got more. We will be. I think. I'll just leave. Maybe there's not as much to this movie as I thought. Finally. We are back. It is the Dutch Film Podcast with Gregory Marcus and Erik van Bemmelen. And it doesn't get better than this film. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So I've, I've said a lot about how much I... You've had some personal how reasons. Much, um, how, how much Liefde I have for... Nice. Oh, this is Liefde. <laughs> no, but you have, you, to be fair, you have convinced me of a few good reasons why you should love this movie. There's some sentiment to be had here. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, your microphone's been recording this whole time, right? I hope so. Yeah, okay, we good. Jeez. This is like uh, I had the freak out in the Borgman episode. I think my microphone's not recording (laughs) because I'm not talking. Because you were hungover. No, I think I was just really tired. Uh, nah. Sporlos was the hungover. Sporlos, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so you've been really tired, hungover, and now you're hungover again? No, now I'm just kind of tired. Oh, hungover, tired? It's Amsterdam dance event, and okay. I'm busy with work, and 
wife. And no, it's not Amsterdam dance event. It's Sinterklaas today. Come on. Oh, uh, keep the yeah. illusion alive. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, everyone. It is December, and it's obviously snowing buckets outside. And um, Dutch people are going to probably go try and make a snowman, but they actually don't know how. So nope. you see a lot because, of like no. really shockingly bad snowmen, women, people, snow people, snow people. Yeah. X, Y, G, Z. Um, so let's rank some Sinterklaas candy. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we yeah. go. So um, normally people refer to paper noten when they mean kruidnoten. Yeah. So let's get that out of the way. We don't need to get too deep into what it actually is, but I would just want to hear for our Dutch audience because otherwise we have to explain Wait, all of them. Can I can I make a point about paper noten? Yeah, of course. Everyone, stop fucking complaining when you see paper noten in the Albert Hein in August. All right? yeah. They're delicious. And also, they're available all year round, just not in that shape. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. Plasich is in February. Who it's, cares? It's literally just chocolate in a shape. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Really? And they're yeah. delicious. So yeah. Sell them all year to me. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Okay. So, we have paper noten, kruid noten, schuimpjes. What's a schuimpje? Schuimpje is like the... The little marshmallow things? Mm, yeah, but they're quite hard compared to marshmallows. Yeah. Um, and they're, it's basically just sugar in sort of pastel, yellow, pinkish colors. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you got them? The spiral thing? Mm, they can, they're mostly in the form of whatever, um, of oh. wars. Or, oh, like marzipan? No, marzipan is, is, is a bit... Harder, yeah, okay, but I know what you're talking about, yeah, because I love those. Um, let's see, are we, wait, are we gonna rank? Rate yeah, these? you're you're going no, you're going to rank them. I'll give I'm you gonna five. rank them. I'm no. not gonna rate them, I'm gonna rank them. Rank them, okay. yeah. Um, speculaas, which just is basically big, just like a glorified paper note, yeah, but I think way better, like a big chunk of speculaas. All right, all right, yes, yeah, speculaas, okay, you yeah. got that one, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I'm now. Yeah, yeah. Pointing at you. Oh, yeah. How big it is? No, yeah. they get bigger. Yeah. yeah. Like this? Yeah, you yeah. You have them like this? Yeah, yeah. those ones, yeah. yeah. Um, you have a good fist one? Do I have a good one? Yeah. You can... You can a Sinterklaas yeah. snack? No? Maybe speculaas with the like the stuff you have in the gevulde koek, the almond... The almond paste? Um, yeah. A tilbond? Yeah. Huh? Is that what it's called? Yeah, not not during no, Sinterklaas, but, no, but, but it's I the same time. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay, so rank them. What's All your right, favorite? This is really easy for me. Uh, paper noten are number one, baby. So paper noten, paper noten, or kruid noten? Paper noten, paper noten. Okay. Specifically, the ones that are covered in chocolate. No, but those are kruid noten. Who gives a shit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay rank away. Any of those fucking yeah. things and those yeah. little shapes, and they're covered in chocolate. I have some at home right now that are covered like in like stroopwafel. They're like stroopwafel wow. flavor. I did not know I they, needed that, but they, I need they that. They taste super synthetic, but yeah. they're quite delicious. Like alles is liefde. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Two. Um, speculas, I guess. Speculas is great. Yeah. Um, Gets old really quickly. You, you have know, to eat it all. In so one go. like Vitika's uh, Oma, God rest her soul. Um, she would always buy us. Um, the massive ones from like her bakery in uh, where she lived, and I it was just always so big, and we got two of them, 
And we also already had bags of paper notes in. But they get old really quickly, right? So there's no use of getting a no, huge but one. we would hold on to them like for like sentimental value. Oh. And like Vitika would maybe like crack away at hers over like a month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so she will be done with her speculas by January. Yeah. Yeah. Close to February. And then in okay. August, there's already new speculas. So you would only have to bridge the gap of like six months. That's great. Pretty much it. It's Christmas all year, baby. Yeah. Um, and then whatever the last the last one is the thing that's like stuffed with the stuff from the gevoelde And schijmpjes, you don't really know them. No, but okay. I, yeah. I'll buy you some schijmpjes. All right, cool. They're great. They're um, great. Also, shout out mandarins. Mandarin oranges. Hey. Yeah. Big Play thing. a big role. Yeah. 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 I must say, when I lived on the... I must say. I must fucking say this. When I lived on the Sparendammerstraat, um, and, you know, I had flatmates that I didn't really get along with, um, I thought, I think for my first Sinterklaas... If you're listening... Down yeah, to Sheena, Anna, Katrine, Rose... Alles is liefde, but apparently not for you guys. Uh, tone, shout out to Anna. Uh, you know what? You know, we all got along in the end. Um, good times. Actually, that was, oh, was kind of the worst time of my life. Um, what I did is I um, encouraged everyone one night, like between, because like when, okay, so the tradition is when Sinterklaas arrives until Pekech's album, you put out your shoes and you leave a carrot in it for the Sinterklaas's horse. Schimmel. Schimmel, the name of the horse. Yeah, or Amerigo when I was little. But it is a schimmel, like white horse. Yeah, mold. Mold, yeah. yeah. Um, so you leave a carrot, just like with Santa Claus, you leave out uh, carrots, celery, cookies, and milk. This, you leave a carrot in your boot, and you wake up, and there's a... Maybe a present, maybe a Mandarin, maybe it's just depending on where you live. There's a PlayStation in there or some paper notes. <laughs> yeah, depending on how much money your family has, yeah. it's either you know. Yeah. Um, and so I had encouraged all my flatmates to, hey, maybe you guys should leave oh, a shoe out. So and sweet. Like what? And I got them all presents. Really like proper presents. Um, like someone got like a staff mixer. I, th- I think someone really? got a record, like someone got a book. So you, you spent like a hundred euros on yeah, this? Yeah, I did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and only one person returned the favor. <laughs> I think it was Rose who did. It's who nice that you spend a hundred euros on people you hate, generally. Yeah. All of this well, leaves you. You're, bring it, you're bringing it all together. It's like they had never seen the movie. Gruff. Yeah. Um, but Vitika and I don't do it, and I've never done it since for anything else. Putting a, Leaving the shoe out. Yeah, yeah. no. It's, it's been a long time since I've done that. Yeah. Um, As a child, I think I never did it because I was scared of uh, Sinterklaas coming into my home. It, yeah. Yeah. I knew something was going on there. Oops. Bump. Bump. Uh, what What the fuck do we have left to talk about? Oh, no. We were, ra- we were ranking the snacks. Yeah. Well, you're done. Is there really nothing else? Okay, if there's something else, please leave us a message on the gram. Let's yeah. get that interaction going. Favorite? Actually, you know what's better? Leave a comment on leave iTunes. A, leave a comment on iTunes, yeah. And uh, five stars. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the show. And we will get you some paper notes, depending on which month <laughs> you leave the review. No, you can get them all year round, I mean. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, I have something left. Go a, on then. A Dutch. Bad. Words. Words. Okay, bring in a jingle. We're back. Loadsuck indeed. Um, surprisingly, a lot to choose from. Oh, yeah. A lot to choose from. Dirty, dirty movie. A dirty movie. A lot of jokes about the zak van Sinterklaas. Mm. Mm. Referencing his ball sack um, inadvertently. But I had another one. Nothing to do with Sinterklaas. And it's not really used as a curse word. It's used as some like sweet talk between, I think, but I'm not exactly sure, between Paul de Lille and Daan Schuurmans. Yeah. Eespeuk. Eespeuk. Dirty cigarette butt. Yeah. So you would think that. Um, So I looked up in the dictionary where peuk comes from. Peuk actually means little piece. Yeah, yeah. So that figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. peukje. And it comes from pok, which is a pimple, for example, like a little spot, like the chicken pox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those are little pieces. And that became the cigarette. Of course, I think V-spoke is not referencing the cigarette, but we use peuk, I guess, solely as a word for a cigarette now. So nobody's thinking about the pokken. No. Smallpox or whatever. I mean, monkeypox, which yeah. uh, apparently was uh, eradicated. Yeah. According to RIVM. Shout out to RIVM. No, no shout out. Yup, Vin Diesel fucking sucks. Anti-masker. I love how this got political. Great. Start out with Swarta Pete. I mean, end, I, this, this movie could have, you know, kind of gotten a bit more political as well. Yeah. For sure. Not all is liefde. Alles is political. Yeah, not all is leave to now because people are going to have some cold winters because of the fucking energy crisis. So, okay, what else we got? Um, not really any good curse words. Well, meet you, meet you, yeah, pussy. Yeah, specifically for queer people. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm glad I don't use that word at all. Uh, I've heard harder people. Hard dick. Yeah, hard yeah. dick. Okay. Schuinsmarcheerder, which is a nice one, actually. What's that? Schuinsmarcheerder. Schuin. Schuin. Uh, I'm too tired. Something is straight. It's not straight, but... Oh, schuif. Schuin. Schuin. Ja. What's scheef? Ja, it's schuin scheef. Oh, okay. Ja. Yeah. Same ballpark. Ja, okay. en marcheerder. Marcher? Ja. Yeah. Huh. So, Sinterklaas is being called a schuinsmarcheerder, which means... That you're somebody who is not, not that does not have the greatest morals. Oh. So you're riding the scheve schaat. You're not you're not really a great person. And one of the korballen, the friends of the, the prince. Yeah. He calls Sinterklaas at some point, and I'm trying to think something like pedo priester. Yeah, I think there's a pedo joke, yeah. Yeah. So Pediophilic priest. I mean, that's all I've also, got. Also, fuck the church. So, yeah. 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 And pedophilia. So, nudity? No, I don't think so. I've seen a naked child during a movie. Like your own child? No, 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 no. no. Dan Schuurmans. Is he naked in one of the photos? Uh, no, he's under the shower at one point. Is he? No full frontal nudity, but yeah. Oh. 
I don't remember that. Seen the movie so many times and you don't remember that scene. I mean, it's, it's just like, so heterosexual. It's just view. like watching a, a rainbow in the snow. You cannot really look directly at it. So you've never really well, seen. Well, you also can only movie. look at it from one side. Otherwise, you can't actually see the rainbow, you know? Wow. Is this a good note to end the episode? I don't know. I feel like the movie deserves more. Oh, well, we haven't talked about what the movie actually says about. Do we Dutch culture. Yeah. Oh, pff. yeah. I mean, it says a lot about Dutch culture for it's, sure. It's everything. Yeah. I mean, it says a lot about Amsterdam culture, especially. It's also saying a lot that it's a copy of a British movie and it says a lot about Dutch culture. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's also true. Yeah. No, but, uh, specifically Sinterklaas, Zwarte Piet, Bijenkorf, um, the way our royal family is, the, the gay marriage. You name it. There's a lot of specific Dutch topics. Oh, yeah. I mean, that. I think that that's a really... Oh, boy. Uh, I think that that's a really telling thing of Button. The movie is so, like, they treat gay marriage as so, like, accepted and, you know, beautiful. And it, it's just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes to the treatment of black people, it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, and I remember... Being at the Brower Right to I, maybe like eight months or nine months after living here, I was talking to some like older, you know, probably 40 year old Dutch guy. And I asked him, you know, what's your favorite thing about the Netherlands or like, what are you most proud of? And he said, you know, how liberal and tolerant we are. <laughs> I about spit on <laughs> the fucking beer. Um, so I think that, that it's like such a straw man argument. It's like, oh, no, no, but we're so liberal with this thing. But Oh no, that other thing. I don't know. That's a tradition. That's all. That's that. You, you don't no, get any say no. in that. Yeah. I, I once read this thing. Can't remember where I read it, but that tolerant is the right word, actually. So people are super proud in the Netherlands that we're tolerant. But tolerant really actually means apathy. I'll, I'll tolerate you. So I don't want anything to do with you, but I will not tell you not to do it. Or so it's it's really not as you say apathy. Uh, it's not you want to connect with those other persons or other culture or whatever and try to get to know it and understand it and maybe enjoy it yourself. It's really, you keep doing whatever you're doing behind closed doors. I don't want to see it. I will tolerate it. Tallest blade of grass gets cut first here. Uh-huh. What's that expression? Niet boven het maaiveld. Hoogste bomen vallen de meisjes. That's true, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this also goes back to a sentiment that really we talked about, I think more extensively in character and Florida, about the whole, go listen back to those episodes, you know, and this movie is the like quintessential, like Dumar Gewoon, but you can be quirky and you can have all these weird things, but like LARPing, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But you also, you know, you fall in line when you're supposed to. Yeah. True. And... Except for the corballen. They can do whatever they like, just like in real life. I used to be able to do a pretty good impression. Hari taught me it. Our friend Hari taught me it. Oh, yeah, it's good. And I, he actually used to have me do it at parties as like a party trick. Like I was some like dog that did backflips. Alles is liefde. Alles is liefde, baby. So even, yeah. even doing party tricks. Go watch the movie. Definitely trigger warning uh, if you are a person of color or you just find blackface to be extremely insensitive. So don't watch the movie, actually. Actually, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Okay. Just listen to this episode. 
like and maybe subscribe. you can watch all this familia i think there's no blackface in that mm, i'm not sure I'm, I'm gonna i'm it. gonna rewatch it okay uh, we'll get back to that all this familia deals with like mental health so that's a whole other thing so if you're actually listening to this on december 5th and you're about to celebrate sinterklaas because for some for whatever reason you didn't do it over the weekend enjoy have some paper note and please not be racist that's the question okay see you later i'll just leave it bye-bye bye-bye